there are people and then there are friends and then families and finally the one who completes me. Except he doesn't. He and I had always been I and he and I never wished anything better than this. He was already an artist all on his own, splashing story after story onto his canvas that was never blank in the first place. He was already the perfect model of a human being in this cruel world of ours. A paragon since the day he was born, succumbing to the pressure his parents put on him, reshaped by the thoughts they used on him. His mind was already hammered in by this idea of being a man, of being humane, and by the time he was 20, he had forgotten how to ask. But of course, he had learned how to make his own little mask, and then one day, a bell goes off in his brain, and suddenly he had this urge to break the rock-hard frame in half, right through the middle, in an attempt to replan what it means to be a male. Of substance of honor, of courtesy, of power, he was overwhelmed. And that is when I come in with my own little pen, white lab coat already stained by chemistry with different men. They were markers of my journey through space-time to the point of our intersection. And after one or two coffee sessions, he learned that still isn't the only alloy hard enough to bend will that wit and vulnerability pierce through the heart faster than an emotionless man's shield. And through him, I learned how to take care of myself, to not give so much, to handle hearts with care. And now, when I write... The strokes no longer stretch carelessly between the lines and I no longer experiment with people of all kinds. Instead, my words curve at the corner and bend at the edge and I now process every thought that goes through my head. We were one and two at the same time. A never-ending twist of art and science. The one who completes me used to be a man of stone. And I am now a lady who has a mind of her own. Welcome to Conversations with Nick and Yaya. I'm Yaya. And I am Nick. And that was a poem by Karina Roberts. Amazing. That's one of them. That's really special, man. I, <laughs> oh, that was really special. Okay, Thank guys. You. So this week we have a special guest on our show, uh, Corina Roberts, can you introduce yourself? Okay, hi, I'm Corina, Corina Robert Mangaram. Yeah, and I am 20, and I'm currently studying in UM, studying law. And yeah, I, I kind of messed up the first part, I'm sorry, but yeah. <laughs> ah, I'm, chill, al chill. I'm also, I'm a Sabahan, like I'm from Sabah. Shout um, out to people yeah. from Sabah. Woof. Yeah, Borneo. Woof. Hey, Sabah. <laughs> Today, we'll be asking uh, Corina a few questions about her life, her poetry, career, you know, and stuff. So, Corina, mm -hmm. so uh, I heard you've published a book. Yes. You actually have a copy of it. Oh, yes. Uh, let's see. Where is it? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's it's called Midnight Muses. Um, a lot of people ask me what it means and it's just basically thoughts that goes through your head in During the middle the of the night. Yeah. yeah. So beautiful, the title. Thank you. So, uh, what inspired you to become a writer? I mean, a writer and a publisher at, at 20 years old, like a young, 
young publisher? What, what is your drive behind your? Well, I've always been a reader since like eight years old, I think, and it. I think a lot of people can relate. I mean, a reader would relate that. Um, and Enid Blyton was one of my most inspiring writers, I guess. And at one point, I just decided to. I tried to write my own um novel, but then like at one point, I was just decided to, um, try out poetry instead because. Mm, I'm not sure. I just thought that maybe, like poetry would be easy, and I don't think it is. Now that after writing all that, I don't think it's an easy thing to do. But uh, yeah, that's just that's just my drive. Like reading a lot, and wanting to create something and leave a mark in the world. Okay, so let's go back to the beginning. Mm-hmm. Where did you begin? Start write like writing this this book, or like where where did you start? Like. Was writing. it a, you? You started as a novel, right? Yeah, I started writing novels and short stories first, but I think um when I was, I think it was fifteen, if I'm not mistaken, thirteen or fifteen. I just, I just decided like, I think it was, it's probably because of a boy or something. That's why I'm like, I started writing as like, as as, <laughs> as, all, as everything as, in life, you know. <laughs> yeah, but it was. It's uh, my first poem. I still remember. It wasn't really about a boy. It was about me. Like I just thought that. Like there are so many people who write things that are sort of like they don't really mean the things they write. You know, yeah. So I'm. I'm for me. I would prefer because poetry is, it should be the most personal thing in the world. Yeah. So I just decided like, I want to create and create and like. Put it together and just give it out to the world. It's just me, you know. Mm, yeah. That's that's really beautiful. And yeah, I just decided to write when. Yeah, I think it's always been a dream of mine. Lah, when when I started writing, to publish a book, and I went through self publishing because I was running out of time because my aim was twenty, like before twenty, and by the time I had the time to do it, I was already nineteen, and there's just no time to go through all publishing and. Printing and all this. Oh, editing. going through publishers yeah. and stuff. Okay, that that'll be that'll take up a lot of time. So you decided so, to self-publish. Yeah, I I decided to self-publish because it's just faster. Because I'm the one controlling okay. all the process. Yeah. So how how was the experience of self-publishing? Oh your my book? gosh, it is so hard. I mean, it's not hard in a sense that you don't have a lot of bureaucracy. Okay. But it's hard in the sense that you have to do all the work. You have to do all the work and. If you have no experience or no connection at all as to how self-publishing works, it's very very hard because I started knowing zero. I have started having zero knowledge about what publishing even means, oh. and I had to go through all this. Um, I had to Google a lot and ask around and go to libraries just to ask how to do this, how to do that, and I think um, one thing that helps is like there in. In um on the um internationally, it's a lot of there are a lot of people who are self publishing. So I got a lot of knowledge from them. I learned how to, like how to, um, work with softwares and all that. And it's kind of cool. I learned a lot like, from the process. Mm. So for like the knowledge of our uh, listeners, right? Yeah. What are the steps? Like easy okay. steps. The thing is, um, as Malaysians. Yeah. It's not advisable to go to 
international self-publishing printing on demand a uh, print on demand company such as like blur um amazon blur create space oh, so amazon allows you to self-publish um yes it it does they have they have a they have a website called mm. create space where you can create and all that and they'll pay you if you sell books on on their website so it's it's good it's a very good um it's a very easy thing to do to self publish but yeah on 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 like print on, on demand yeah, yeah on okay. their platform but the thing is it's expensive it's very costly yeah as Malaysians we don't we really don't have the capability the capacity, of yeah. yeah capacity to like afford that so i suggest that um because we have we do have our own system and it's actually easier because you have to get this um thing called ISBN which is the barcode for the book it's basically the i identity card uh, identity code for the book so um in US you have to pay to get a quote but then in Malaysia it's free it's completely free all you have to do is register with a uh, perpustakaan negeri eh, negara Malaysia PNM yeah so you Library. just get that and then um for for um publishing for the actual publishing publishing and creation of the book it's it's all up to you like you can use softwares you can write it on a hand uh hand write it and then just go to an editor or whatever like go to designers like you can just um find your own way yeah mm, okay that's that's great yeah so uh another question i had is mm-hmm. uh the stories inside this book right uh-huh. they're very personal i would imagine because yeah, it's your are. whole life right what what made you want to like put this out there you know mm i just i don't know i just um i've always had this um thought this this um how to say it's like a life um, motto like i guess it's like you shouldn't be scared to feel like your sadness it can it can be the most beautiful thing in the world like it it's going to be very unique and you don't have to waste all this emotion away you know you should do something with it so you want so, to share your emotions yeah it's yeah you have to write it down document it and like one day when you look back you'll laugh you'll laugh at how ridiculous you felt at that time but then it's 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 you you know you it was you at one point and you can never get it back so oh, okay yeah. So that's interesting. Mm-hmm. So, uh who are the inspirations in your life? Like who who inspired you to create this? Uh, like mm-hmm. there must be someone who in your life that Yeah, I mean to create this book, this book in particular, it's I'd say um modern poets like Langleaf and Rupi Kaur. I'm sure like if you read poetry you would know who they are. Um but yeah, they're they're very famous lah you can find their books even in malaysia and it's very expensive but then i i buy it anyway because like that's how much i love them and yeah they're basically my inspiration for how this book turns out like it's about your emotions and um the art inside it's also based on rupi kaur's concept which is like line art most people they would um do like colorful oh, okay. pictures and stuff and then I, I chose to go with and it also looks art. very yeah. hand drawn yeah it, i yeah it's hand drawn it's all hand drawn it's it? all hand drawn using software so oh okay yeah actually it looks very beautiful very oh, handmade thank you, you know <laughs> yeah so uh <clears throat> as you're a, you're a poet and like uh what do you what do you feel like is the po- uh, like 
poem scene in Malaysia? Like, do you think it's a vibrant scene in Malaysia for poets or like? I think it's pretty okay, especially in KL. You have all these organizations and open mics and spoken word um, poetry events, and but it's it's not like that in Sabah. You don't have any events unless someone from KL comes to you. So, um, so you didn't I have much support in Sabah, is it? In Sabah, it's yeah, it's it's kind of hard. The only supporters I get are like friends and family, and I'm pretty sure if we go to like the minister of, um, culture or something like they'll be accepting and that, yeah. But um, it's kind of hard because people are just not interested in poetry. They would yeah, there's there's a very select base of people, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to it's find. It's very those hard because not everyone can. Afford poetry, to be honest. Oh, okay. It's expensive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's expensive culture. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, another question I had was, uh, uh-huh. when you were in Sabah, how did you share the poetry you had? Because like, you had to reach an audience somehow, right? Yeah. I think the main thing is just to be passionate when you do it, you know? Like, whatever, whoever you talk to, when you talk about poetry, just be as passionate as you can so that they can actually feel that poetry matters, you know. So um, I would go for friends first, especially um, in, in Priyu, in when, back when I was in All Saints. Like, I would just read my poem out to people and just ask them, what do you think, what do you think? And I think now my close friends, are they read a lot of poetry. They, they do and then because of you is it I don't know if it's because of me but then like they, they read poetry now it's like and I actually have this little group called Sabah Poet Society which is basically just a few of um, me and my friends my friends and I that we have a common interest line in poetry so we create poetry too and I sort of like got them back into writing kind of thing oh cool that's what they say so the SPS is it? yeah SPS oh you guys you guys have your own clubs and shit (laughs) okay okay. so uh, I've also seen your Instagram uh, Mm -hmm. uh, pictures with words paint pictures Uh, with words yeah pictures with words yeah I always found that very interesting like the way you present your poems in a very image uh, like uh, Mm. very graphic way you know and uh, like I found it very creative in the way you did it you know and thank you <laughs> the the thing is uh is 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 poems very uh you i mean like is it is it just you doing it or is there is there a community of people in in on instagram doing poems there there is a community it's a very friendly very super supportive community and yeah i think that's why i chose um instagram as my platform because they are very they're very supportive they would because I guess they know how it feels to, to to write poetry and to have to want recognition, rec- recognition and all that. So it's they're very they're very nice. They're very nice people. I I gain a lot of friends and a lot of I made a lot of poetry because of them. Yeah. Oh, very good. So uh, we also like to ask, mm-hmm. what what would be your advice or like uh, what what would you pass on to younger writers that that who are interested in poetry or or some kind of creative writing what would what would be your advice to them and like what would you tell them if you if you could tell tell it to yourself maybe like when okay. you're younger yeah that's um well i'm not that successful yet i mean i've gained what i want so far but it's not it's not like 
it's not um yes. successful yet. But then um as someone who has already have uh went through the whole process of like actually do making a book, I say that when people talk to me about um saying that they they've always wanted to do it but then they don't i think that's like the that's like that's kind of sad you know like don't be restricted by the thought that you can't do something like no matter what not just for poet young younger writers like just anyone in general don't don't ever think that you can't do it you know just just go for it and i think the one thing is like to always strive to improve yourself be the best version of yourself not best version of anything else just yourself just focus all your energy on something that you really are passionate about and just go all out so when you look back you can see how far you've gone and yeah just don't stop if you love writing don't stop writing that's like my advice don't don't stop because your parents tell you that it's a waste of time or people tell you that it's it's making you um do some it's making you lose focus or anything like just just continue creating because i have met people who have stopped writing because of reasons that to to them in the future would seem ridiculous to be honest so it's like just don't have any regrets if you want to write you just write and just m- make the best out of everything that you do yeah so uh you have recently moved to KL right yeah, yeah you've recently uh, joined the UM uh, uh-huh. in the law faculty right yep so uh how the law faculty is and like as as you know mm-hmm. the the common perception of a lawyer is to be like cold hearted mm. don't have much emotion you know but like as a poet you must have a lot of emotion yeah. how wh- what inspired you to become a lawyer huh okay after um being in this faculty for three three weeks <laughs> frankly i think that lawyers are the most passionate people i've ever met so far and what insp- but actually com- coming back to the question like what actually made me become a lawyer i would say it's my dad because he was a law student too in um he studied um jurisprudence in law uh, in in um too and then um he just told me a lot about how lawyers are and how the law works and I think that just makes me want to it just create this um interest in me I guess and I guess oh uh, also he said um that I should because since I love reading and writing so much I should go to law because I can create a po- um I can I can write even when I'm doing law and law is such a wide subject so it's like you can be anything uh just holding a law degree I guess so that's just um yeah that's that's why i want to be a lawyer but yeah i'm just going to say that lawyers are very passionate people they they care so much about things that they are willing to go for a lot of events about it you know but they're professional about it that's why people perce- um perceive them as cold-hearted people because they're they're very rational and they don't put feelings in what things they say but then the topic that they're discussing are very um intense topics like you you wouldn't it's not casual talk yeah okay so that's that's a thought for all of us so <laughs> yeah. stop stop talking about lawyers like they're, yeah. they're thieves you they're know, just they objective like yeah. yeah okay so uh this book to me it feels like it is a handmade you know it's it's very 
it, it feels like it's it's your whole family who worked on it. Like, uh-huh. do you feel that this this book would not have existed if it wasn't for your whole family supporting you throughout this like career? Yes, definitely. Like, I wouldn't think that I wouldn't be writing and having so much so much passion in it if it wasn't for my family because. Um, my parents, they they have always been um, very creative people. They they, because my 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 mom, she does a lot. She she draws, she paints, she does a uh, Chinese calligraphy. She writes. She does everything, and I think it's very important to have parents who are supportive of what you love doing. You know, like no matter what, even if you love studying, like they should support you one hundred percent and not stop you from anything. And yeah, I think my parents and my sisters, my brother, they're very supportive. Fam- they're very supportive, and I know, like, I'm proud to call them my family. Basically. That's that's so good. <laughs> that's actually a lesson for. I mean, that's a that's an advice for any parents out there. Yeah. <laughs> be supportive of your children, guys. <laughs> so that they will love you for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Support them in whatever they want to do. Hmm. I mean, I've I've uh I've known some families where. They they disagree with their child so much that they would cut off cut off the child, you know, from yeah. the family. And I, and I feel like, why do that? Like, yeah, like, it just destroys the family, you know. So like, uh, kudos to your family for being so supportive of you. Love you, mom. Love you, dad. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think uh, can be a sweeter point to let, uh, end the podcast. So yeah. uh, thanks, guys. Thanks for listening on our special podcast with uh, Karina Roberts. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. So we will have links uh, below where you can find her book and like links to her profile and uh, and her Instagram and stuff. So you guys can like follow and stuff. That's and also, nice. uh, thanks, thank you guys for listening. This has been yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Nick. And kind of missing though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and I'm Karina. Yeah, because yeah. it was so intense and I just wouldn't want to <laughs> so good. It was Nick know. was Nick was being producer behind the scenes. Thanks, <laughs> yeah, I, I thanks was Nick. Just, like for the first time in a podcast, just. You no, know, just parti- not participating, like just spectating what's going on. <laughs> so Nick, we'll interview you next week. How, how, how was your interview? I mean, like, what was your what was your viewpoint from that that point of view? You know? Okay, okay. Yeah. Next week, next week, we're gonna be interviewing Nick. Stay, stay <laughs> tuned no, for no, that. No, 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 do that, man. No, 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 no way. Man. Okay, so yeah, that's us. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Bye.